0: Hello and welcome to the uplevelmind.com podcast. My name is Drasco and I'm your host for this Real Talk segment where each episode I bring on a heart-centered entrepreneur and live on the call coached him through one central question: Are my business problems actually me problems? In that I help them uncover why despite knowing all of the business strategies and having done all of the business courses they are unable to get past their current revenue plateau. Each guest leaves with a deeper understanding of what inner narratives and patterns they need to overcome to realize their next revenue milestone. Without further ado, here's today's guest. Today's guest is Scott Wozniak, who is the CEO of SWAS Consulting, a firm that helps leaders build legendary lives and legendary brands. He lives with his wife and four children in Atlanta, Georgia. In addition to speaking and consulting on multiple continents each year, he keeps pushing his boundaries lately by doing extreme sports, writing music, and even founding a video game company. So, Scott, thank you very much for being on. How are you doing today?
1: I'm good, man. Um, Yeah. uh, Kicking off a new year and, planning and dreaming and just kind of trying to figure out what, uh, what to focus on this year. So, yeah. Beautiful. Well,
0: I, I guess, uh, a a timely thing then to appear on something like this. So I'm
1: glad that that's the case. I'll take it, man. Some, some free coaching in the mix here. Uh,
0: Absolutely. Perfect. So then why don't you just contextualize that container, but just giving us some background on, you know, who are you, how you got to doing what you're doing? Um, you know, floor is yours for that.
1: Sure. Um, yeah, so I, I've got a consulting firm, right? Swaz Consulting. We help people build legendary companies. And so the kind of primary thing we're focusing on, that's um, kind of our clients just keep asking for more and more on is um, how to build what we call a customer experience engine. Like what are the set of systems We with this fun little engine diagram that walks you through how do the greats do it. And, and so my journey, I actually have been inside and been a, a senior leader at some of the big organizations that have done this phenomenally well. So most notably Chick-fil-A headquarters. Um, they're just, uh, in terms of customer experience, they're kind of a top tier inability to kind of do that, do that systematically at tons of locations again and again. And so I, I was one of their leaders, got to build, their strategic planning and upgrade their systems and kind of, I had a really unique job. Half my job was travel the world, learn what the best do. And the other half was come back and actually lead some sort of change plan. So it changed up every year what I was focusing on and just kind of helping build their engine, so to speak. So I did that for a while that led all these other companies I was working with started asking me to do more stuff with them. And eventually felt like uh, it was supposed to take a leap out of the, the sweet little comfort zone of working for Chick-fil-A and, the first client to hire me back when I left to launch my own firm was Chick-fil-A. So I keep working with them as a vendor now, but yeah, helping people build these, these engines. So after a long time of doing this, we figured out here's the set of systems, here's the things we do. Um, And so really learning to, to kind of help walk people through that process. So it's everything from a training or a coaching to like, we'll do a deep dive into a company and assess how you're doing and give you kind of an upgrade plan at the end of that. Um, So sometimes people just bring us on for two to three years as a partner to say, hey, help me actually build all this and kind of be fractional team members and help them kind of grow their engine. So it's super fun. Uh, we're based out of Atlanta, but we work, I was going to say all over the country, but really around the world, um, we're lots of fun places. So the team's growing, things are really taking off. It's been been—it's been a fun ride. But yeah, so that's the context um, for like man, I've got a team and we help organizations upgrade most notably around their customer experience. Now we've got kind of an employee engine. How do you get highly engaged employees? And we've got innovation programs and all sorts of stuff that we do as well. But um, yeah, well, I'll just say kind of to, 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 you heard me mention this earlier to get into it a little bit. um, Trying to focus is probably the biggest challenge I've got right now. Um, But what got me here is a lot of I'm really good at idea creation, right? Like, oh, we could do this. And what about this? And remember, I, I spent decades, like my job was to learn. Go go inside and figure that out and figure that out and figure that out. So I have this, this deep bench of all this stuff I've learned from a wide variety of organizations. Um, and I keep trying to come up with new, new, new. And uh, I think the challenge, I mean, just met with my team this morning. We we're talking through kind of this year's plan. It's early in the year. We're all kind of figuring out what our goals are. And, um, and, and I have too many ideas as usual, right? That's like, this is the challenge. Great. Cool. Where, what are we not going to do in order to do that? I hate that question. Like, man, okay, can we just do it all right? Do we, do we have to say no? So unfortunately I think I do have to say no to some of this stuff. So that's, that's kind of where we're at is like, okay, cool, giant opportunities, Uh, what am I going to focus on? So that's my team. Um, and and to give a couple more context, we got a book coming out this year. Um, be launching, looks like July. We're in the kind of literally in the middle of finalizing the the publication schedule here, um, with the publisher. So July, that book will come out. Um, we've got new online programs we're doing. I just kicked off a, a new podcast. I'm just dabbling in this world myself and, uh, trying to figure this thing out. And so I, I've already got a pile of new things that are in the works um and 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 that doesn't include the page of ideas I just came up with so um yeah that's that's the the blessing/curse that I'm wrestling with right now I was like okay um cool exciting things are going the company's booming uh but I, I got to focus somewhere and I have some ideas, but it's just always painful for me to get there. So that's kind of where I'm at context wise, got a growing company and a growing team and cool stuff. But um, yeah, we've got, just for context, we've got about 18 folks on staff right now, uh, including me. So me and 17 others. And so um, so we're not, man, when I launched, it was me, like just cross my fingers, throw some prayers out and hopefully see if clients will call me. I, It's a little bit crazy. I had one big opportunity that was like, hey, if you leave Chick-fil-A, we we want to hire you for this. And at first I told them no. And then long story short, felt like, okay, no, I'm actually supposed to go back and and give this a shot. Um, So I had one big client and that's it. I had no marketing plan, uh, no strategy for it. Like... Well, that that'll cover our bare bare bones. I could survive. Uh, It would be a big pay drop, but we could survive. And then let's see if we can build anything. So we've way outgrown that. But um, yeah, yeah, it was not it was not this slow, calculated. I had a grand exit plan, worked it up, got my marketing, and then launched. It was quite the opposite. Like surprise. I think I was. I I was planning on retiring at Chick fil A. Chick fil A folks were expecting me to retire. Everything was going great, and it was just like. This opportunity is, is a whole other story, but basically is a combination of strategy and unique opportunity, um, a mentor encouraging me. And so I happened to be a Christian, some prayer involved in that, that really felt God gave me a couple of signals that, that nudged me. And and it all kind of overlapped to say, no, one thing was giant itself, but it all came together to say, but so, I mean, it was like October and then by December I was, uh, I was out. So I gave him about eight weeks notice and left. So anyway, so Yes. So it's been a journey of figuring it out. Um, and and we've we went from the early days. So in the early days, man, it was like me figuring this out, right? And so I <laughs> I, I, I gosh, I probably gotta go pull this old document up. I just suddenly remembered what I used to send people. I've gotten better and I still have progress to go. But I remember like, hey, I emailed a bunch of my buddies that worked in other organizations, the contacts I'd done stuff with. And I think I sent them something like. 20 maybe 25 separate things I could work on for them like this word doc single spaced. each one was like a bullet like a, a header and then all the details and then the header and all, I mean just pages and pages of here's all the stuff I think I could do um, and somebody would say I do this and somebody would say I do that and random stuff and so the yeah I did not start with focus it was like do whatever I can to get as much business as I can just get me off the ground. Um, but we've definitely left behind the need for me to scramble and grab. And now, now it's, I'm running out of time. I don't have um, a problem finding business. I have a problem finding time to keep up with all the business. And so increasingly the shift, so it's, it's been a, like a life shift for me is trying to figure this out. Cause, cause honestly, if I think about it, the way I got here was by being willing to say, yes, I'll do crazy stuff. I'll try something new. Right. Um, and so like that is no longer the key for me growing because uh, if I keep saying, yes, I'll try that. Yes, I'll try that. Um, I actually already have caused some some frustration in the team and like, uh, you know, diluted efforts or distracted teams. Or, so I'm just trying to figure that out. In fact, it's funny, the meeting I had this morning, I ended up giving over one of the projects I've led myself and, um, and like said, okay, I'm, I'm not the leader of this anymore. You are Ask me questions if you want, let me know, but, but, but I'm the bottleneck. The project's slowing down and not going well. Cause everyone's waiting on me to to take the next step. And I got too many things I'm already fiddling with. So, so yeah, focus and, and trying to figure out how to manage that. That's like right where I'm in the middle of is this booming cool stuff. And I keep coming up with cool ideas and and somehow I haven't figured out how to come up with more hours to match all those cool ideas. So the time is fixed and the ideas list keeps growing. So yeah, that's, that's where I'm at today, man. That's what's going on. Got it. Well,
0: <clears throat> not surprisingly, right. There was a lot of stuff uh, coming out <laughs> in just one question. Yeah, so I, yeah. I think you're walking your own talk in
1: that instance, right? Warning <laughs> ideas and <laughs> words are not uh, a problem.
0: <laughs> Got it. Okay. So, I, I would say that the through line for me, right? Like listening to yeah. all of that is this, you know, is that sentiment of like, what got you here is not going to be what's going to get you there. Mm, yeah. Right. Like what got That's me that. the success to to be here and, and to succeed at all these crazy projects is the very quality that is now the bottleneck in my business, right? Yes.
1: Yes, exactly. Yeah. That The irony that is rich to me, right? Okay, perfect. So- if that
0: resonates, then what do you feel internally is a conflict in
1: you letting go of that? Man, that's the great question. Um, yeah, so I'm, I'm I'm playing back in my mind when I have those tensions. It's not trusting people. That that one's not. I mean, I, I've seen that in some of my own client and coaching work, right? Where the challenge is. They, they feel like nobody else can do it with excellence. Um, I, I mean, I've got really good folks on my team, rock stars, and, and they often do better job than I do. So I, that is not a shocker or, or an offensive to me. Um, I think I feel like I'll be missing out on some of the fun if I don't get to be a part of it. Because uh, all the stuff that I do, I've got to a point in my life where, I mean, it kind of sounds crazy to me to say this, Drasco, but like, like I pretty much everything I do is the stuff I would want to do. Like don't, don't tell my clients. Right. But I do a lot of this for free for the fun of it. Um, I love this stuff. And uh and so like, I I think, yeah, I don't think it's cause I'm, I'm scared. I don't, or like, you don't, you know, angry about the people. I hope they, I want them to get involved. The problem is more, I don't want to back out cause I feel like I will now miss out on some of the fun of that. Um, they're going to go plan it and have the party and do the work right And the party the air quotes there, like yeah it it might be a a strategy project but for me like dude we're gonna get together and they're gonna whiteboard with the client like that's a party day for me um but i can't do everything and so yeah that's probably it Uh, again rambling a little bit around to try because i don't think i've ever named it like this before but i think i feel like i'll miss out on fun if i don't get to be involved and so i kind of want to keep inviting myself into the group right um
0: Okay so there's an element of like FOMO right like like the yes. fear of missing out of totally. like I'm going to miss out on the fun of the the actual work right cuz I find the work engaging.
1: Yes. Yes. Okay. FOMO is the spot on man that's the challenge.
0: Um Okay so then if you rewind that back what's the actual fun
1: part? Good. So there's there's pieces and parts, but there's probably two things. One is the process, right? I like to actually be at the workshop or um to help create the strategy, like the actual whiteboarding or or documenting. Um, I, I like teaching. I like um I like the one-on one coaching. I mean a lot of this stuff, right? so i I do like that. but but there is another layer. Um, I get a lot of fun out of the satisfaction of seeing the impact. Uh, that's part of why we get, one of our values is being practical as a company. Um, is it premium practical personalized? Those are the three kind of main values. We, what differentiates us and the practicals, cause like, then if it didn't turn into real valuable impact, like tactics and here's how we did it and it got actually better outcomes for, for my life and my company, then, then I don't, I, I feel like, why well, was the point. I don't want to hype people just to hype people. So, okay. I say that because I do know that I get a lot of satisfaction out of seeing the impact, um, and so it's both, right? Um, now, here's why I mentioned this, because we did a, an event for one of our clients. This was end of November, maybe early December. So just uh, maybe less than two months ago, because we're doing recording this in January. So um, it was a, a leadership conference. We hosted their whole company and we we put on the whole event. And I was the kickoff speaker, but I was not the like the, the next day and a half. I was not a speaker at all. I just... I did the first morning, got it all going. And then my team took over and did the rest. I got to tell you, this is what your, your question surfacing this. On some part of me, was like, oh man, I love speaking. Like I could have done that session. I could have, but on the other hand, I found a kind of almost surprising level of satisfaction, seeing my team crush it and like seeing the light bulb moments. And I wasn't saying anything, right. I'm sitting in the back on the back table, taking notes, um, and uh yeah that was really interesting that one of the fun parts i got to be a part of even though i didn't do any part of the process like i just got to see the client so may yeah, okay so maybe i'm anticipating one of your questions i can't resist the ideation right that's my brain um, i wonder if i somehow got more visible experience of the impact on the clients even if I wasn't there in the project, right? Like I, the team runs and does it without me. Um, and then I somehow get to just even watch the final moments to kind of see the clients report out or see the results. Um, I wonder if that could stir up some of the fun that I, I don't want to miss out on. Um, but yeah, so that's it. That's the fun. I like the process and I like the impact. Those are the two things that are most deeply satisfying for me
0: got it. So the process being as like I get to be in my zone of genius of the ideation and I'm the one that's, you know, in it with with all those things. Yeah. And then also seeing the impact of where those ideas are are going to lead. Okay. Yes. yes. So that is great and it makes sense. And then you're also saying but I also get satisfaction from seeing my team do the very thing that I'm also doing.
1: Yeah, that was pretty cool. I do.
0: Okay, so what's the disconnect there? Because technically by that definition, like you could get the same satisfaction and the same impact watching your people succeed mm-hmm. as you do doing the thing yourself. So the, where, where internally for you is a disconnect there?
1: Yeah, I don't have frustration. It's a good question. I don't have frustration on seeing them succeed without me. That I don't feel uh, competitive or jealous in that regard. Man, if I could be really like, just honest with myself, I think I struggle to accept that I have limits. Like I keep thinking, why can't I do it all? Why, why can't I just be a part of it all? Um, it's not that I want to keep them out of it or get more than them or anything. That it's, it's, I don't feel like it's a zero sum. I'm pretty good. I've done a lot of head work and heart work on abundance mentality versus scarcity mentality. Um, had some... Great mentors, including my parents, really good at this, and and others. So that's been something that I I kind of intuitively had, and then really intentionally built into as well. So like their success does not limit my success, but I don't like that I can't do all the things I want to do, all of them. Um, Got wrestling some- my, my own limits, yeah.
0: Okay, so then I struggle with accepting that I have limits. Yeah. So that now changes the whole perspective, because FOMO is then the symptom of that.
1: Yes, like me accepting right.
0: that I have limits on the outside looks like, well, no, I'm just having fun, like going in and, and putting my finger and everything. Yeah, But internally, like that's not an action that's created out of inspiration. That's actually an action created out of desperation. Like I'm wow. desperate to prove and not have any evidence that I actually can't
1: do it all. Yeah. And I, I think it's less proving to other people. Um, Cause I like what you're saying. I'm playing with the nuances, right? I don't think it's proved to other people as much as I don't want to. Yes, yeah, like To a, yourself. Uh, yeah. To myself, to, to the scenario. Like I, uh, <laughs> almost more like greed for, for having all the great experiences and it's more experiential greed, I would say than financial greed. I mean, Sure. I'd like more money, but like, um, th- that's actually never really been a major motivation of mine. Um, but man, experiential greed, I I'm, I've never phrased it that way before, but sadly, I have to say that resonates like, dang it. I want all the experiences. I want it all. Like the idea that I would have to draw a boundary line and not get all the cool stuff, um, experientially I'd miss out on that. That part is like, no, no, I'm, I, I'm going to figure out a way and again, if we go back to where we started, to a certain extent, I have had a lot of life success by not accepting limits that everyone else around me said you should, right? Like, you can't do that. You can't write a book while doing that career, while having kids, what international travel and do all this stuff. Like, well, how are you going to pull that off? And I've often just said, like, I'm just going to make it work. I don't know. I'll figure it out. Um, and it was like this uh, rejection of don't don't put limits on me. I got this thing, man. I I can do it all. Um, so then I'm just gonna yeah. Just for the
0: take a time because I know you have a hard stop. So I might interject yeah, a good. little bit more than than I normally would. I like it because um, a, a lot of what you're saying right now is also like there's a rebel energy to Ooh. that quality, right? Because yeah. it's not like like if I'm hearing just experiential greed. Like, I think hedonism, like, I just want all of the fun all of the time. And I'm like, okay, cool. Like, if that's motivating, fine. But what you're describing here is like, people are telling you no, and you're kind of like in your, you know, well-mannered, jovial way, giving the (laughs) finger and being like, no, I'm going to show you like that, that I can. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And historically, it's been extremely reinforced, meaning all of your success Came from that rebel quality. All of your success came from being able to do it all, and again, now it's distorting into a weakness because your business is at a maturity level where that just physically is not possible anymore. Yeah, yeah. But what what
1: lands for you there No, But pretty much all of that. Um, I, I I'm I'm very socially oriented. I I'm, I I don't feel uh, you know angster like I got to beat the other people. But yeah, I do feel keenly that I have not fit in the norms, not followed the standard path, uh, not taken the right. Re- like I, I've, I've taken pride in the fact that I've gone off the beaten path, and so that kind of uh, um, polite rebel quality. That's really well said. Like uh, you know, jovial rebel. That's a good, great, great. I'm trying to figure out the word you used. Yeah, because I think I'm fun, right? I, I do like having fun. I have a great time. I. But but the jovial rebel who's like, yeah, listen, I'm not angry about it. I'm not a bitter rebel. Um, but yeah, I'm not walking on your path, man. I'm like, why would I get in line and slow pace with everybody else? Like, I'll figure out my way around this thing. And so that has been rewarded repeatedly. Um, and that that's a very different thing to do when you're solo than it is when you lead a team of 17, 18 people who are you know making decisions based on where we direct them and then i you know keep kind of wanting to run off the path or throw more on the piles and and here's what i will say i this part i'm I'm, i i think i i don't anticipate this well but my team will occasionally say to me hey we you hit our limits like we don't have the time or energy or resources to do that what you just said unless you want me to stop other things and i'm not a jerk about it i mean maybe the jovial rebel here like I'm not like suck it up and get her done, son. I don't care. Right. I'm like, ah, I'm so sorry. Okay. Limits. There are real limits. I I don't want to overdraw or burn out my people. Um, I've been with leaders who've done that to me and the team. And I I'm like, no, I'll never do that to you. Um, but I, I, what I realize is I don't anticipate them. I'm continually like, what you're, the, Oh, okay. You have a limit. I forgot that there were limits in the pack picture. Um, for better and for worse, I plan as if there are no limits. And then I try to back it and squeeze as much of that into reality as I can. And so I got to figure this, this out around like, okay, how do I, because what I don't want to do is I don't want to solve this by then putting my head down and becoming like conventional Joe who just kind of does what everyone else is doing. Um, we're We're winning in large part because we're not like all the other folks, we're, we're talking at a level about things that, I mean, it, literally, as far as we know, nobody else, I've actually looked, nobody else has a tactical system like we do um, for tactical, how to build customer experience engine stuff. There's cool concepts, and there are people who have individual Um, like software tools. So again, I'm going to pause you right right there, right? Because I I can see where the the, the tangent is going
0: in your your mind, right? Again, just for, for the sake of time. So like what I'm hearing from that is, you know, like right now, this quality that got me here, where I'm at, has expanded to not be useful anymore. So what's in front of me then is really like what's needed is a leadership shift, right? Mm. Because it's abundantly clear that like you you love people, you support people and like you're you're very inclusive and you want to see everybody win, which I think is a beautiful quality. And I think reflective right. of the inner work you said you've done about the abundance and, you know, all of the things. I think what what's showing up for you right now is like, what is my role? What do I have to evolve into to really be the kind of leader Mm-hmm. That is needed for this level of the business. That's good, right? So yeah. if that lands for you, like who or what would you be if you didn't have these these FOMO limits, for lack of a better word?
1: Yeah. So the word that comes to mind is that because I'm thinking, what does my team need? What does this? What does my company need right now? Right? And what I'll I'll say a quick comment and then I'll answer. I love the frame of that by the way, Drasco, because it's um it's less about, hey, what's most fun for me? And like, and shift how do I best serve them and set them up for success. <clears throat> and figuring that out, I think is is that's beautiful. There's real wisdom inside that, the the kind of the you know, the frame behind the question. So well done. Yeah. I think my team needs someone who is maybe less of a a driver making things happen and more of a cultivator who's kind of create like think, think like almost like a gardener, right? Setting up the the conditions for them to thrive and succeed. Um, yeah, probably okay, so play with the metaphors, the gardener kind of sparked maybe, maybe what I've been as a hunter, right? Like I've got these skills, I can go out and find opportunities. And, and bring home the, the food to the organization because I go make it happen. But we've grown to the point where even if I go hunt a bunch, I'm still a minority. Like there's more things happening that aren't about me than there are about you know, me directly solving it. Um, so shifting to, instead of spending all my effort trying to like grab a hunting party and I'm driving that hunting party to go check, come hunt with me. Um, it's like the, the gardener cultivating them and letting them thrive, letting them figure out their stuff. And, and that, because, because I mentioned, I've got rock stars. Um, like there's, there's some truly remarkable folks on the team. And, uh, and yeah, I probably am holding back some of their cap- capacity because I keep trying to chase my own ideas. Not that I guess I have to kill every good idea, but ooh, um, the metaphor, right? Um, This is resonating with me. With a gardener cultivator metaphor, I can still take the ideas, but now I'm like planning them in the context of the team and say, what team, what do you want to do with my ideas rather than, than trying to make it happen? Because um, you heard me say earlier, right? Some some of my success has been, listen, I don't know how I'm just going to make it work. Um, like, I, But I don't want to force other people to do stuff that isn't help them thrive or good for their timing. So so the gardener who plants seeds and see what sprouts, that that a lot more of a a gentle patient process, that's probably what they need. So I understand that
0: completely. And that actually makes a lot of sense given the dynamic we just like unpacked.
1: Yeah.
0: Now the question becomes, is that a role that you are
1: supremely excited accepting? Yes and no. I do. So so our company develops leaders and companies, right? So I, I like developing people. I like seeing them grow, um, and so I I I actually take real joy and satisfaction in kind of setting a team up for success and thriving, right? So, so in that regard, yes, I think I like helping set an environment and giving them space to grow. The hesitation is I don't I don't know what I will do with all the energy and ideas because I still have occasionally like, oh, that's cool, I want to go hunt that, you know, chase that thing down, check that thing out, that's awesome, I got to go get that. So I don't. Maybe if I, maybe if I carve out a little space, and it's like, listen, this twenty percent is my playground where I get to, to run off trail and make new things happen. Um, so this is I, the part where, to me, from the outside looking at, again, obviously it's the first time we've met, yeah, so I'm yeah. like I'm going
0: off of what's present here. Sure. This is the part where. Have you ever read the the Big Leap by Gay Hendricks? I don't think we of that book. Okay. So no. anyway, I'll just quickly explain the the, the parts that are relevant cool. here. So he talks about an upper limit problem, which is essentially what you're experiencing right now. So it's that inevitable like limit, that glass ceiling that we all get to at certain points in our own life and in our business life where the, the patterns of old now no longer serve us to get us to make the big leap into the next. And it's also the resistance point where... The inertia of the old self always pulls us back. So, you know, self-sabotage is a like typical example of the upper limit problem. Yeah. In addition to that, one of the ways that we overcome and go into that next level is in your instance, what's relevant here is distinguishing and then making the hard choices to move from your zone of excellence to your zone of genius.
1: Mm. So
0: what I mean by this is like when I asked you, okay, are you really a cultivator or a gardener? And you're like, well, yes and no. Meaning there is a zone of excellence in that, that I like to see people thrive. I get satisfaction out of seeing the impact, right? That was one of your qualities. I I enjoy that. I'm good at it. However, what really lights me up and that nobody can do the way that I can do it is the hunting, the ideaing, the, the, the energy involved yeah. in that fast, like there's not many people that can do that. From what I'm hearing, from just like what what you're describing, that's really your zone of genius, or at least Mm -hmm. that's one quality of it. I think the big gap for you and the limiter in your business growth and what you've described is redefining what your zone of genius looks like in the maturation of your business as it is right now. Yeah. So what lands
1: for you there? Yeah, two things on that. the, the, the transition I've experienced, I've never read the book, but I, that intuitively makes a ton of sense that the zone of transition, like, Hey, these old patterns don't serve me anymore. I've, I've done that. I think a few times on other issues, I haven't processed this one yet, but, um, but some of the other stuff. And so that resonates and it's like, Oh, so even though this is different in detail, it's not different in kind, right? Like, Oh, this is another one of those kinds of transitions. It's just around this issue right now. Um, so that was cool. I'll have to check that book out. The big leap. Is that the name of that one? The big leap. Yeah. Okay, I'll check that out. Um, so yeah, then the second is like the interesting this this the zone of genius is this kind of creative ideation, you know, hunting to make it happen. Um yeah, and I I think so, I'll, yes. Um, I guess that's that's part of the issues. Is I'm 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 afraid. Like, do I walk away from that? Because it is a really um, unique. Not like there aren't other people that can do it, but but you know, if you some people have a really good head and lots of training around math or something. Like all of us can do basic math, but oh, this guy can do crazy stuff in his head. That's kind of my jam when it comes to ideation and strategy and and coming up with stuff for for the clients and business. So I say all that to be like, yeah, I don't want to lose that, but I don't want to disrupt the organization. So. Some of the solutions, I will say this, I've got a right-hand leader um, who I've just been steadily elevating him more and more in the organization. He, the member said I was passing some things off this is the guy I passed off to this morning. said, Hey, why don't you take this? Um, and his name's Matt. Matt's phenomenal at, at and he's a much more planful uh, systematic mean, uh, gr- he's great at the cultivating. And so I like it. I think it might be one of his zones, a genius, Whereas as you said, zone of excellence, I'm good at it, but not, not at the level he is. Um, and he can do the ideas. He gets what I'm talking about. He's creative, but, but I think he would probably acknowledge not quite at the level I'm at. And so, so this confirms that, you know, having Matt maybe lead even more and more of that stuff and not, not have me set the plans because they're going to zigzag too much. Um, that's, but yeah, like I, I feel I don't know, almost release or, or freedom, like, ah, oh, almost a burden off me. Like I I can carve out some space and I don't have to give up this, this genius thing as you, to use your word, the zone of genius. Um, so that's what, that's what stirs up in me. It's like, oh yeah, this is the kind of transition I'm talking about. And man, yeah, I would love it if I didn't have to give up this thing. I love, I want to serve the organization. Um, that would be primary. If it really harmed the organization, I had to like totally quit it. I would, I would work hard to figure that out, but man, if there's a way I don't have to, um, and the organization still gets what it needs, that would be amazing. So
0: what do you think you'd be able to create both from an organizational perspective and from yourself, if you could find that harmony and balance?
1: Yeah. I mean, um, I'll I'll say there's, there's already a long, long Remember, ideas are not my problem. Um, I have a long list of cool content and programs I want to create like, um, epic retreat experiences and online programs and books. And like that, there's a literally a list that I have, um, with notes in them on like, Oh, little outlines for this and plan for that. So, so there's a bunch of that kind of learning development experiences that I could create. Um, uh, and then, and then there's just honestly, like sometimes this, maybe the space to, a lot of my client work. So some of our client work is pretty straightforward. Put put the content down, help them walk through a process. But uh, 10, 15% of our projects are like custom push the boundaries. We've never done. No one in the world has ever built this thing before. Can you help us figure it out? Um, and so, man, I could probably just also have more time where I just do that. Because uh, I just did that for client this this past week. I spent two days with them. And they're like, we want to build a whole new program a whole new kind of thing in the industry. And it's sort of half this and half this, but nobody else has done it before. How do you do that? How do you merge these two very different things? Um, And I was like, it's a long story short, it's a combination of like an investment, like a PE private equity firm and want to buy companies and develop them um, combined with this like um, deep spiritual heart, mind development, like individual discipleship program combined with a business that buys businesses. Like, how do you, how do you mix those two? Like I, I know people who've done this, I know people who've done that. I don't, no one's ever done both, at least not that we can find. And so um I say all that say, oh, I was in like ideation sweet spot, man. Um, so so the insight here that your question stirred up is like, well, maybe some of it's in the company, a new new content for us, but maybe some of it is just I'll do it for our clients. Um, and I don't I don't have to come create whole new things every year for my company. Maybe I get to do that for our clients.
0: Absolutely. And I think that's, you're starting to open up the doors to what's possible mm-hmm. when you find the sweet spot. So just to kind of move into like closing this off and like this whole diagnosis. So you came in here really saying, okay, well, if I could only focus, then things would be great. Right, right? now, how would you describe the the, the real problem that you have uh that that we kind of uncovered
1: today yeah so so two layers internally what that looks like is um is is realizing that i'm in a transition season and that that it's not just i gotta pick the next task right focus is very uh um immediate like which of these projects should I pick and which should I say no to, right? Well no, this is a, there's a more a broader, deeper thing going on where like a pattern of working that got me here can't be the dominant pattern. I just can't, um, unleash unrestrained this like mix it all up and create new all the time. Um, and so the acknowledging that that that's really what's going on is I'm trying to figure out a new pattern and focus. And within that, um, I don't have to give up this zone of genius. I just have to figure out where to apply it and where not to apply it. And like, it, it, I don't, I don't have to not do it, but I can't assume that is the solution for every. You know, well, I'll create a new thing. That's how we'll figure it out. Um, so, so that's like that. That transition is really what's going on. And I, I think I need to. So to say it it's real, try to say it concisely. Not, not my usual strength. Um, I've got to figure out the new pattern of working that both allows me to do one of the things I'm good at, but sets my team up to be really thriving and cultivating. And there's some some stability and planfulness that they probably need. And they need it part for me, but maybe in part for my co-leader as well. Um, it doesn't have to be that I have to become just like him. So that's, I guess, the balance. Where am I? Where's Matt? um what do i do what do i have matt do and 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 what's the right space there um and then underneath all of that it's just kind of acknowledging limits man um and i would i'll even go audacious say you know i don't just want to begrudgingly you know defeat give up and defeat to the limits but like find some joy in the limits find some some meaning i i i've done enough reading and thinking to like I see that others have done that. I, I don't know that I have yet done that, but that's probably first is figure out the new pattern. And something about this pattern has got to like give myself space and even take some some peace and satisfaction. I'm like, okay, correct.
0: So that, that's like just again from the outside looking in, right? Like the real problem isn't focus. It's actually redefining who I am. As a leader inside my organization, at the stage that it's in, there's a completely different problem to solve than what do I focus on, which project, uh, the task do do I take, take, which is a very superficial version of that problem. This is this is an identity of me as the founder in this company, right? Mm -hmm. So Mm I would say it's a real problem based off of what you're describing, and then one of the big head trash pieces that came out from that is like, what are my attachments to this rebel energy that I have to like be this kind of joyous rebel? And subsequently, what does it mean about me to not have limits? Mm. Right? Like how is that distorting how I authentically show up as this new version of me? Like, that's kind of what I see as oh, really yeah. the gap between what your business needs to go to the next level
1: and like what you're describing it's at now yeah man that's good yeah um i mean i if i'm not the rebel without limits right um then then what am i and how what was it Correct. that i think like about myself because i i will say i probably have subconsciously i don't know if i ever said it out loud or explicitly but like part of why I'm proud of like why I like myself when I do um, is like, wow, man, I, I don't have the same limits everyone else does. And like, no, I might actually have some of the same. Correct. And like, you might actually, like that might actually be a true statement. But that doesn't but mean- It inherently
0: have... has its own limits. Like you exactly. are not limit I don't limits. don't have any limits, I might just have
1: slightly different limits. Um... Correct.
0: And that's your zone of genius. Like you can handle a lot, yeah. right? Which is part of the intensity that you operate with, which actually many people don't, which is what makes it unique to you. Sure. Right. But now
1: that doesn't mean their
0: quality different. is yeah. distorting and is creating the bottleneck in the business. Right. 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 So it's, 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 I always, it's I've now. said it many times in my coaching and in this podcast, like our primary strengths oftentimes become our first distortions, right? Yeah, so it's, yes. it's the man with the hammer problem. I'm <laughs> so good at using this hammer. So like everything becomes a nail percent, right? and you just reach the threshold of that for your business and, and, and where you're at. And then now it's showing up as business problems because it can't grow until you evolve and then yeah. this new normal settles. Right. So
1: it,
0: yeah. Anyway, I, I know you have a hard stop, which is why I'm sure. kinda, like forcing the, the, the summary here. It, though. Um, any closing things that, that you want to, and with? I, I just
1: appreciate this, uh, good processing your questions. were not just, uh, um, you know, generic responses, like the insight in your questions was really cool. It's uh, two or three things I don't think I've ever articulated to myself before. So man, I really enjoyed this. Thanks, Drasco. You're very welcome. So thank you for, uh, for bringing your your joyous rebel to
0: the, uh, <laughs> to, to the equation, because it definitely made it fun for me as well. So awesome. um, why don't I just close everything off and let everybody know uh, where to find you, who's the best person to find you the floor is yours for that.
1: Yeah. Um, so probably the main thing is go to my personal website, www.scottwozniak.com. That's S C O T T W O Z N I A K. So scottwozniak.com's got links to my newsletter and, uh, my blog and podcast and all that fun stuff that I'm, I'm trying out, um, if they want to know more about the company, there's a link there as well that they can kind of see all the company services we do. That's Swaz Consulting. So yeah, that's probably the main place. And I'm also on LinkedIn. I'll post on there as well. You can, Scott Wozniak, you'll see me. It's pretty, not a lot of Scott Wozniak's on LinkedIn. So um, pretty easy to find. So yeah, that's, that's that's the main places. Awesome. Love it.
0: Well, as always, we'll include that in the show notes. Uh, but Scott, thank you very much for uh, coming on. And then for everybody else listening, we'll see you on the next one.